What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious. Why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given. And yet, we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay. No judgments here. But I am going to get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job. And you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real. And the question I really want to ask is, what's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real-life Wonder Woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on, and fly. Welcome to What's Your Superpower podcast. We are so grateful you are joining us today and you are in for a real treat. Okay, so yes, I may say that every time, but I mean it. We have a very special guest with us today and her name is Missy Parmenter. Not only is Missy an incredible woman with many superpowers, she's also a personal friend and may also help me keep me and my life running a little better because she's also uh, my business manager. So like I men mentioned, Missy is a woman of many talents and I cannot wait for you to hear her insights, vision, and a little about her mission too. Now to introduce Missy, so Missy met her husband, Jay, while attending leadership college in Atlanta, Georgia. And then after graduating, she served on staff at the college for four years, working closely with students and helping them develop life and leadership skills. In 2012, they joined the pastoral staff at Oasis Church in Bradenton, Florida. And during this time, the Parmenters were introduced to the foster system firsthand. And as relative caregivers for their new adopted daughter, their heart for kids in care began to grow. Missy is a mom of two and currently serves as a guardian ad litem for Manatee County while overseeing the foster ministry at Oasis Church. After seeing the growing need for support with teens aging out of the foster care in 2020, Missy started putting together a team and planning to build a place to change that. As a president of Harbor 58, Missy and her team are raising funds to build a campus for young adults to live up to 18 months in their very own apartment while learning life skills connected with mentors and having the opportunities to find their career path. Her heart is to provide resources and support for youth aging out of foster care and empowering them to achieve their full potential. Missy, thank you so much for being here with us today. And we have some questions for you. Are you ready to roll? Um, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. It's always fun to, you know, answer questions, but excited <laughs> to be here with you. Well, we're, we're grateful you're here too. So, you know, we have two first questions we're going to start out with. These are questions that we ask all of our guests here. So, of course, we would love to know what is who is your super favorite your favorite superhero and why um you know i thought about this cuz when i heard your pilot i was thinking you know what is my favorite superhero i know you're kind of wonder woman 
Uh, for me, and this is kind of weird, I, I love um, Catgirl. Is that her name? Catgirl, right? Because I just, I admire Catwoman. her flexibility. Catwoman, Catwoman, right? Catwoman, Catwoman, Catwoman. I admire her flexibility. Like, um, like in real life, I try to do yoga, try to keep, you know, stay fit, getting older. But at the same time, um, flexibility in general in life, like trying to be that kind of person that can go with the flow. Um, I'm not easily caught off guard. I have like those quick reflexes. Like for me, I think that that is um, pretty, pretty amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty spectacular. I don't think, I think she was a villain though, you know? So um, I'm, I think she did maybe, maybe her and Batman, you know, they had some, some, um, they kind of had this weird, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like they kind of go back and forth. You never know. Like sometimes they switch over to the good side. Well, I, and I think that was the conflict. Some of the conflict in her life was that she she was good, and then you know she had this this incident happen, and then but she did end up like fighting some crimes. So I think it was some depending on what version or what comic book right? or what movie you watched, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. Then, you know, what, you know, you like the flexibility, you are, you know, fairly flexible, which is great. So what would you say your superpower is, is your superpower and why, and how do you use it in your day-to-day -day life? Um, so for me, I think that my superpower would probably be, I have this weird ability to kind of see, um, problems and find solutions like I feel like my brain sometimes has like this weird um like speed up where I kind of can see all the different options and I really can make a decisive clear decision pretty quickly and find a way to like um just find a solution to problems um so I think that that would probably be my superpower I don't know what you would call that but um I do think that's probably the thing I do the most I love it so flexible problem solver <laughs> Yeah, very, very fun. And and I do know that you definitely have um, been that for, to help me in my life too, help solve some some problems as they've arisen. So I know I'm grateful for that. And I know the people that are connected with you are grateful for that too. So just out of curiosity, you know, what are you working on right now in your your business and your life and your, um, yeah, in general? Well, I mean, it's about to be summer, so I think the most pressing thing is mom. Momhood is, like, coming to the top of the list for me. Um, trying to really focus on creating intentional moments with my kids. Um, so I am a pastor and a president of a nonprofit. And then I have, you know, I work with other people on the side with different, like, consulting, business management, and things like that. So for me, it's really important to have specific time that I really make my kids number one. Uh, so that they know, like, they come before everything. So uh, this summer, we are sitting down and making a list of things that we want to do together, things we want to accomplish. Um, so, like, whether that's for them reading so many books, um, whether that's, you know, going to Disney so many times, living in Florida, we get to do that. Um, all of those type of things. So um, for me, that's, like, the biggest thing I'm working on, which doesn't sound like I think most people that doesn't sound very exciting, but for me, I really do try to be like intentional um, as a mom. And so really taking time while, while running a, several different things and having several different hats, really letting that mom part of me be the biggest, most important role, especially going into the summer. 
And I think that may be one of the most underrated superpowers is being and, and superheroes is a mom. I know my mom was definitely one of my most influential superheroes. So being mom and the way that you care for your kiddos is a, definitely a superpower. So thank you for sharing that. And I know that your kids are so blessed to have you uh, and, and sitting down, I mean, figuring out what you want to do for the summer is incredible. Take Taking that time is so important that I believe, you know, I have gotten to the place where I've forgotten too, but I've tried to slow down as well and be more intentional with that time with my, with my son too. So I commend you in that. All right. So today we're focusing on the spirit side of superpowers. I'm curious to have our friends that are listening here. How did you know you were called into the ministry? Um, that's a really interesting question. So I, um, growing up, I was really wanting to be a doctor for as long as I can remember. And I think part of that happens, like what you're exposed to as a kid, what kind of situations that you experience. So for me, um, my mom passed away when I was really young. Uh, we were all, our whole family was in a really tragic car accident and my mom passed away in that. And I knew how important it was to have like first responders and, and doctors and things like that. Cause that was what like my, my story had in it. And so I was very dedicated. I wanted to be, I told people in fifth grade, I wanted to be a pediatrician with an emphasis on emergency medicine. Like yeah. I was, I mean, that's pretty intense for like a fifth grader. So, and I was on that path for a really long time. I went to, um, a high school that was focused on like medical, um, things. And so I graduated high school with all the qualifications to get my CNA. I just had to take the state boards and, and that's kind of the track I was on uh, until I felt like God kind of got a hold of my heart. I was even volunteering like in the emergency room in high school, seeing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I loved it. Um, but all of a sudden I felt like uh, at a camp over the summer, God uh, kind of called me into ministry. I felt like, you know, he said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to you know, reach people, you're going to be involved in ministry. I didn't know what the specifics of that looked like. But when I got home and went back to like, you know, volunteering in the emergency room and doing all that stuff, everything that, that I loved so much and the passion just kind of drained out of it. Like it lost its color uh, to me in a way. And I knew that like, okay, this is real. Like this is something God really said to me. It's not just like mm -hmm. a, a good idea. And so I kind of changed paths my uh, junior year of high school. Um, I finished up all of my classes for my CNA, but I knew that ministry was where I was headed and kind of just change, let God kind of take control instead of planning out my own life. I let him kind of take the wheel and start doing that. Um, a little bit of a control freak. Um, I think all of us type A personalities can be. Uh, <laughs> so I learned to kind of let go and start to like ask him, like, what do you want for my life? What do you want me to do? Uh, instead of just kind of trying to make my own plans and do my own thing. So, Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, isn't it interesting how things that we've experienced in our past have helped shape us into who we are today? And, you know, with what happened with your mom and how you thought you were on that trajectory, you know, I mean, yes, as a young child to tell people you wanted to be, you know, a, a pediatric with um, emphasis in the emergency room, and that is intense. And then how you were able to serve in the emergency room and 
you know, that actually gives me a little more insight to how, you know, you are quick in problem solving because most of our emergency room workers and those of you that are listening that are emergency workers, thank you for your service. And you have to be, you have to be a problem solver because when things come into the emergency room, you have to quickly adjust and grow and, and be able to handle that, that high stress situations. Right. So I, that makes a little more sense about your personality now, you know? (laughs) Um, it's all becoming clear. <laughs> so little, but, little behind the curtain, Sharon's like, I have known you so long and I didn't know that. And now I know a little more about you. Right. So right. And while I did know, I did remember you sharing the story about your mom and the loss. And, and so speaking of which, you know, with the past experiences that we've had, that you have had, and you just shared a tiny bit on, you just touched on a little bit, you know, how do you, how have you seen your past experiences is like play into like your current world, your current situation, your current life? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. I think that um, one thing that I I don't know that I should say I struggled with. I feel like a lot of times we put this pressure on kids when they're in like kindergarten to be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like, how, who do you want to be? And we act like they're at five, they should have some kind of like life goal and idea. And like, I mean, we're putting that, you know, we have them dress up in costumes and like, this is what you want to be. And I feel like that is not realistic. And in some ways I don't think it like allows us to give space for God to redirect our path, you know? Um, and so for me, I really have, um, tried to just kind of do the next step, like what's in front of me, um, after like so intently planning my life for that, you know, younger years, um, and feeling like I had it together because I had a really solid plan, um, Mm -hmm. that God completely rearranged. And so I think, um, because of that, I've never been a person that's been like, so what do you, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? I've never had like a solid answer. Like. I'll do whatever God tells me to do right now. And so because of that, I feel like a lot of doors have opened up for me to do really random stuff. So like, um, even like being your business manager, it was like, I was on Instagram one day and I saw something and that's how we got connected. Like I had seen an ad that ended us ended up with us on a call together, you know, yeah. which was not a part of the long-term vision for my life at that moment. And so, um, but had I not, got on that call and had that conversation with you, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Right. You know? And so I think that, um, things like that, like even as far as like, so you, me wanting to be, um, a a doctor for so long, that could be considered like a waste of time going to get my CNA, but I never took the state boards, which I mean, shame on me, but at the same time, um, it just, it didn't happen for me. I, I, I had everything done to take the test and I just never did. Uh, and it felt like a waste for many years. So uh, that was when I was 18. Um, when I was 29, um, my uh, now daughter was born at 24 weeks. So she, I didn't have the privilege of carrying her uh, in my in my body, uh, but she was born at 24 weeks, um, substance exposed, um, mm-hmm. and just really struggling for her life. And so she spent. 155 days in the NICU. So I basically moved into the hospital while working two jobs and was there with her. And all of that medical experience came up in that moment. I all of a sudden, like, I wasn't 
overwhelmed being in a hospital. I wasn't scared of all of the the cords hanging off of her and the heart monitors. And um, when she needed to have consultations on things, like I was able to have conversations with doctors in an educated way because I had a basic understanding of that world. Uh, when she came home with a feeding tube and I had to, you know, change that out and, and do all the stuff that comes with that, it was, it just became a way of life. It wasn't scary. And so like, even something that felt so wasted and like, mm -hmm. oh man, I really missed the boat because I didn't have God like direct my path so early on. I spent so much time like focused on this thing that really wasn't what he had for me. God redeemed even that yeah. and like made this really cool opportunity for me um, as a mom. And so I think that like one thing that is really important to do is just to, to without knowing how it all fits together, and without having all the answers, if you feel like you need to do something, like if God is leading you to it, the Holy Spirit's leading you to do it, and you don't know why, just do it. Like, what's the absolute worst that can happen? You know, like, oh, I learned a new skill. That was so horrible. <laughs> so um, I would say, like, things like that. I feel like there's so many areas in my life where I've seen God just, like, all of it come together, almost like a, a tapestry. Like, it seemed like a mess and at, when I was looking at it, and I flipped it around, and it was like, oh, this is actually a masterpiece. Thanks, God. I'm glad that you were doing this and not me because I would have changed this up a long time ago. Oh, how true that is. What's the saying, you know, man plans and God laughs, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and how beautiful, you know, you, there's so many experiences that, that same situation where I can look back and go, wow, how is that going to come into play to help me in any way, shape or form? And then at the right moment, I get to go, whoa, flip exactly what you just said, flip that tapestry around and God utilizes different things that we have been through, gone through in the past. I recently told, I think, I believe I told you this too, Missy, that it feels like some of the that fire that I've been through in the last year, year and a half, it's burned, it's hurt, it's been hard, it's been it's such a process, but it also, I can look back now and see how it truly was a refining fire to bring me to where I am now. And then the doors that are opening to me and my husband now, it, we wouldn't have had the opportunity. We wouldn't have been ready. We wouldn't have been molded into who we were supposed to be, to be able to step into the roles and the doors that are opening for us now. Right. You know, sometimes it's like, I love to go up and try the different doors whenever I go to, uh, I've traveled in Europe and I'd go to the castles and when nobody's looking, I'd stay behind and I'd like try the locked doors. Right. And you know, that's one thing I love to do to see if they're open to see if we can slip through. And it's like, I feel like that in life, I try to do that. Sometimes I try to try those, those yeah. doors, but God has them locked right for, for a time and for a season, because we're not ready to step mm -hmm. through them yet. And then, yeah. and, and so look how he used what your all your medical training for you to be able to to serve your daughter and to help her through and then exactly what you said to be able to speak to the doctors on that whole different level and what a gift that you are to your daughter and uh and I know she's a gift to you but you are truly a gift to her too so so beautiful and I just loving to hear 
how you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct your paths. And that is so vital. You know, my now my prayers have, have changed for every day. Holy Spirit, come work in and through me. And, and every, for every person that I meet, give me, you know, let me just walk in, in your presence and walk in that. So uh, it's so beautiful to hear how that you've allowed him to do the same too and letting him lead. Um, and for, especially for those of us that like to <clears throat> sometimes be in control, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. But so that makes me, hearing you talk makes me think about um, just in the Bible, it talks about being on the potter's wheel mm, and yep. how we, we are clay and that it sounds awesome when you think about the finished product of whatever like beautiful pottery the Lord makes us into. But sometimes I think we forget about the clip, like the actual molding piece of that and how right. like if, you have like a, a crack or a like bubble in that that piece of pottery, you got to tear it down and start over again. Because if you went into the fire like that, you would be completely shattered. Um, and so sometimes <laughs> yes. it's frustrating. Like, God, why why won't you let me just be, be this amazing like piece of pottery that you've created me to be? Why can't I have that thing over there that I, I want? And I feel like you've promised me, like, why can't I have it right now? Um, and why am I still on this potter's wheel? But I think that um, so often we we get that stuff worked out of us and we look ahead and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense now. Like, thank you. Thank you for not honoring my prayers. Thank you for being smarter than me, God. I appreciate it. Because exactly going along with what, what you're saying, because if you know, if we had been put into the fire, we might have, you know, cracked at that moment, but, and we wouldn't have been as strong. We would have been weakened. It would be a weakened state. And so we wouldn't be able to hold up against the pressure or be able to be filled to the brim and overflowing like he has intended us to yeah. do. So, but I think we could just go on and on on this one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's not easy but it's exciting when we see how, um, when we kind of can look back and see, whoa, okay, that fire was meant or that potter's wheel was meant for good as much yeah. as we didn't see it while we were being molded and it was hurting and it was in that the process is not always fun, but so necessary. And I it's love not it. that God put like I think sometimes people think why do like why does God make me like have bad things happen and I don't mm -hmm. think that necessarily like he is the the bad thing like he's not the he's not the reason that we have cancer he's not the reason that people die he's not like but he can take even our darkest hardest times and use them for good in our life like that's that's the God that we serve that like when we, you know, when we love and we trust him, he, we know he's working it for our good. So like, I love that line. There's like a Corey Asbury song that talks about like, uh, the story isn't over if the story isn't good. Um, and I say that so often, I said that when we were going through like, uh, the adoption struggles with our son, I would just tell people, I'm pretty sure our adoption attorney thought I was insane because I would just tell him story's not over. If the story isn't good. Like, God's not done. Like, I already know what he's promised me and I don't know how he's going to do it, but it's really not my problem to worry about it. Uh, right. It's his. Like, he he's the one that promises, so he's going to make it good. And so even when we go through things that are hard, um, I think to not curse the hand um, of the one that is, is going to carry us through. 
A hundred percent. So good. And and hundred percent agreement. And I remember walking through that as you were, your, your attitude was so incredible as you were walking through the adoption with the struggles with your son. And um, so it was such a, such a gift to be able to witness you in those moments too. So, okay. So as we, like I said, we could probably stay on this title topic for a while, but um, moving on, um, um, how has being a woman in in the ministry played into, you know, your experiences in life so far? Um, I think that it is, being a woman in ministry is not easy. I think that we try to, it's 2022 and we want to act like things are different than they are sometimes. And I think that sometimes um we i it's annoying honestly when you can't act like men can act um, because you get labeled certain ways and you get you know put a certain in a certain thing but i i will say that um it has taught me to be patient it has taught me um that if i don't have a seat at a table to just go build my own table you know and that has been probably the most freeing thing for me in ministry and i think that so often in life as as women or you know if you feel like maybe you have been dealt like a, a bad hand or you haven't been given the opportunities of other people um to remember that like you that makes you stronger that makes you um able to handle more um and so i think that so often we we get upset at our our lack of like what we weren't given by nature and i think that just being the kind of person that like okay fine i don't i don't need to sit there i'll just go build a table over here like not to be the kid that's like well you can't come to my birthday party either <laughs> but just to say like okay if if i want to have inclusivity let me show that to people let me take time to like model what it means to um to not take things at face value to see that each person has val innate value um no matter what their gender their color any of those things like we all have gifts and talents that we bring and um just trying to make more seats and be once you have that once you feel like you are you know able to be a voice and maybe you like i've reached a level of leadership which i feel like i have started i've started to get in my own life it's then my job to turn around and be an advocate for someone else so to find other people that maybe might be feeling the way that i used to feel and and help them to to get a seat as well beautiful a hundred percent agree so love hearing that all right as we're getting coming kind of down to the the end here i have one more question for you uh, what advice would you give to someone trying to find their purpose? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that probably the, the best advice that I would give is um, to bloom where you're planted, mm -hmm. um, to look for opportunities that the Lord or doors that are open to you right now in this moment. We kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, but like there are things that you can do right now. So whatever uh, you feel like God is calling you to in the future, um, if you, if it doesn't look like that right now, start start where you can. Control, do what you can do, uh, and let God do everything else. So like I, my prayer regularly is God, I'm gonna do everything that I can. Holy Spirit, do everything that I can. So like it's not my job just to sit back and expect God to to do all the things for me. 
He's given me hands. He's given me a voice. He's given me a brain. I, I can I can move forward and, and use the gifts and talents that he's given me. So I, I want to do everything that I can uh, so that the Holy Spirit can come in and do everything that I can. And just we look at Jesus. He was such an amazing model of seeing what God was doing and then stepping into that. And so having eyes to see, having a heart to see, praying regularly to say, God, okay, what are you doing? Where are you moving? I want to be in that. So like, show me where you are, show me what you want to do and let me have the boldness to step in and, and, and do what you've called me to do right now in this season, in this moment. And just don't, don't hate small beginnings. You have to start somewhere. So that's a lot of advice. So enjoy that. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. <laughs> and it, it, you summed it up well at the beginning. Bloom where you are planted. And then you basically described, you know, pray, listen, do. You know, we pray, then we listen to the Holy Spirit, and then we act on what he's showing us to do. So, Missy, you are amazing. That was powerful, right, guys? We'll post on the vodcast where you can support um Harbor 58. And also, you know, Missy is helping out with a retreat that another friend and I are doing. And we're hosting in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on February in February of 2023. Um, and we're part of our proceeds are actually going to go to support Harbor 58. So stay tuned down the road for more details about the retreat. Missy, thank you so much again for taking the time. And friends who are listening, thank you for tuning in. We pray that you have a super fantastic day and we all have superpowers. So my question for you, my friends, is what's your superpower? What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious, why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given, and yet we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay, no judgments here, but I am gonna get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job, and you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real, and the question I really wanna ask is, what's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real-life Wonder Woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on, and fly.